This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, good morning, everyone. What a beautiful, beautiful day it is outside, and it's going to be, it already has been a glorious day inside. What a word. Uh, What a word. Amen. Um, I do want to speak to you because, you know, you know, what's, what does springtime represent? What, what is the spring forth of the seed? The seed is central. Uh, to the understanding the kingdom of God. The secret of the seed, the power of the seed, <laughs> the speed of seed, uh, all of that. That's why uh, Jesus, uh, and we're going to look at some of that uh, today, but I do want to uh, say this about uh, missions. It is central to who we are, and out of who we are, we know what we are to do. Our mission is a co-mission, a partnership with God, with people for our lives. Now, many times in a smaller setting, you have to be careful that when you're in a smaller setting that you don't let small get in you. And from the standpoint, simply is uh, this. Each cell of your body knows it has a connectivity to every other cell. And the Bible says there's not one unimportant or unused or unworthy part. It takes all of it to function together. But the bigger picture for our life is beyond you and me, our four and no more, beyond uh, our local reach, what we would consider our community. It's the nations of the world. The measure of, uh, for Jesus was the Lord said, ask of me, The godless, the heathen, for your inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth as your possession. He told us to ask for the nations. Amen. Now, this church, uh, you know, is is simply hoeing its row. But you need to know that the row doesn't stop at the boundaries of Alexander City, at the end of your road, or at your mailbox. The end of that row is out in the nations of this world. And so, uh, <clears throat> Dr. V and I, it, it, it was, uh, he had done a leadership, uh, the miracle of technology out there in California uh, from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock, 1.30 uh, in the early morning hours, of course, adjusting for daytime uh, meeting over there. Uh, had a, a gathering of leaders. And I'm going to tell you what now. Uh, you know, uh, leaders are the key uh, to growth. Invest in those in producers that will reproduce. See? And each one of you uh, in the body of Christ, there's leadership in you. You know, there are people for your life. Amen. But that's always the bullseye's a smaller circle. Jesus had 11 guys left. But they were the right kind. And he had invested in them. Amen. And so that's where you place your investment. Uh, but it's in a predominantly Muslim uh, 
uh, predominantly Muslim uh, country, people hungry for the word of God. You know, you get to come, ain't nobody watching you, going to tell on you, going to cost you anything other than your time. Are you listening? You know, there are other places where don't have the privileges that we have. They don't, you know, and they think it's more important uh, to have the word of God that brings the kingdom of God and the work of God. Are you listening? The salvation plan of God than it is to, you know, recreate and, you know, eat fried chicken with the family now. Praise the Lord. Oh, America, America, how often God has spread his wings and offered you protection and provision as a hen would her chicks. But perhaps like Jerusalem, whom he wept over, but you would not understand the days of your visitation. I thank God he's visiting the earth right now. Amen. So things are happening. While you're sleeping, God's working. Amen. What no greater event. You're going to have people in heaven uh, that uh, because you gave. Because everything, all of your what, you equated it to who. And, you know, don't think for a minute. Now listen, there's a lie out there uh, that is, unless I can do, it'll set an expectation way up here. And because I can't do it all, I won't do anything. You know, prove God with the little that he's given you. Because that little will be multiplied into much. And then you can decide the next go around. You know, as God increases you, you're able, you, have, you will have ability. You'll find this is how it works. That's why God, who is famous for making something out of nothing. And making somebody's out of nobody's. Isn't it something that God knows your name? Hallelujah. I think the greatest platform in the world is at the cross. Because of the blood of Jesus that I can call him my father. And that I have his ear. And not just his ear. Oh, I'll tell you, he has turned his face towards us. He would face to face you and speak to you. Not as a, uh, you know, uh, like he told uh, uh, Miriam and uh, Aaron. Because they got a little upset with Moses. You know, they said, well, God speaks to everybody. But God says, yes, I do. But I don't speak the way I speak. With Moses. Him I do face to face. He said the prophets are another thing. But him I speak face to face. Praise the Lord everybody. Amen. I've heard this word. And before we get down into the word. And the title of this message would be. What it takes. Amen. There are people. I understand that there are people. I'm not just speaking to the people that are in this room. There are hundreds. High hundreds of people that uh, follow. Uh, the word of God that's happening in this church. I'm sure that some people make it about personality or platform or projects, but that's not why we do church. We'll move down into that a little bit. But I, I, I thought about, I was listening to a song this week, and it said that you're God of the mountain and you're God of the valley. That's a reference to, there's a, a portion of scripture, passage of scripture in the Old Testament. And that's written for our example and our admonition, our learning from. 
where at one time the enemies of God plotted against the people of God because the enemy, uh, the devil, the uh, whatever you uh, uh, whatever you want to call him, my four-year-old granddaughter, this is, she said, the devil's not real. I said, oh, yes, he is. She goes, I don't believe in the devil. I said, well, we believe in God, but the devil's real, and we don't like the devil. She says, I hate the devil. I said, that's right, we hate the devil. Anything that kills, steals, and destroys. you got to start with them young, amen, because there's a lie, there is no devil. But anyway, the devil... Uh, has always plotted against the people of God because he can't get to God, but he can get to God's picture, so that's what he goes after. You're made in the image and likeness of God. That song references they they plotted against them, and the battle took place in the, on the mountains uh, of Israel. And, of course, they were soundly defeated. Uh, God will defeat every enemy. God will defeat everything that comes out against you. God will, you need to know what's from God though and what's from, and what's from the enemy. If there's any killing, stealing, destroying, if it's sickness, if it's heartache, if it's heartbreak, if it's the destruction of any kind, it's from the devil. Draw the line, don't let the, the lines ever get blurred where that's concerned. It's not flesh and blood, it's spirits of wickedness and, uh, in heavenly places, rulers of the darkness of this world. There's a line that needs to be drawn that we never cross. This is a sign to the enemy, this is a sign to God. Well, the devil will always come. So anyhow, uh, they went back, licked their wounds, and decided, well, we'll come again. And the thought was, it said, well, you know, you, you know uh, when they were, he's the God of the high places, we'll attack them in the valley because they'll lose in the valley. God is not still God in the valley. And see, that's, that's a, a thing sometimes as we feel like, you know, we'll look back and say, oh, if only when I was young. If only when I had the money. If only when I had the energy. If only when life was perfect. If only when I was walking on the mountaintop and my faith was strong. Because some people struggle. When your faith is weak, don't realize this. All it did was moved into a bigger pot to fill. You got room for your faith to grow. So when you went from the high spot and you come, to, you come into what you think is a low spot, amen, it's in the valley where we're fruitful. You got room enough to grow now. And what needs to grow? Our faith in God. Because see, we know God can defeat the enemy when we're living in the high, when we're living the high life. But we struggle when we're down in the valley. Are you listening? We hit a low spot and hit a, hit a low ebb in our life. So we need to know. Well, God, they inquired and, and God gave them a very unique strategy. Oh, I thought about this just from that song. Not every song will, will, uh, will, uh, uh, initiate, you know, godly thought. This is why you need to store up the Word of God. Why you need to read through your Bible. Why you need to know there are more than stories. This is my inheritance in God. This is what, this is what great, 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 great grandpa went through. And I can learn from that. So when I'm going through something in my own generation, I can redig that well. Well, they had an unusual strategy. It said, dig ditches in the valley. Boy, if you're already low, why would you go any lower? You know, but there's sometimes you got to dig it on out. So they dug ditches and God caused water to flow down there. When the enemy saw it, listen, this is the original. Jesus turned water into wine, but God turned what, what was water. He, the enemy saw the blood. I said the enemy saw a flood of the blood. 
Oh, honey, there's still power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the name, but there's power in the blood of Jesus. That cross hung the beautiful name, but he shed the beautiful blood, and that blood is still powerful, more powerful than your sin, more powerful than anything that's ever happened to you, more powerful than what the devil has done. The blood of Jesus, nothing but the blood. And boy, the enemy saw the blood, and I'll tell you, they were confused by the blood, and, and they, they didn't even have the battle is always the Lord's. It's never yours. The victory is ours, because the blood will see to it. Oh, come on now. I heard a word this week, glory to God. And I heard a word while I was sitting over here, and I was thinking about, you know, Pastor Ron and Kelly and the praise team that, that, that you know, uh, is... is follows and flows with their leadership but i uh, i thought some people don't you know uh uh you know don't, you want you know the younger crowd needs the smoke machine and the big led tvs and you know all of the lights and the production there's nothing wrong with that i think that's a beautiful thing but it isn't if we exchange it for just the pure Because the pure is the powerful. You know, when when uh, um, when I was a kid and we lived up north, had a lot of apple trees. And you know, little kids and green apples, little green apples and little children, both are a measurement of immaturity and impatience. And so we'd eat green apples and get a bellyache. We didn't want to wait. So we ate the green apples. You know, there's something about allowing a maturity of anointing that comes because of a maturity of character, of carrying the cross of Jesus through thick and thin, up the mountain and down through the valleys. And after years and years and years, Miss Betty, you're still here, stable and strong, planted, rooted, and fruited. Amen. You know the generation we live in chases the latest and the greatest and and you can eat little green apples all over the place. Thank God for that. It's part of the process. Amen. Thank God there's more fruit tree, there's more fruitfulness for the kingdom of God. You know, uh uh, than ever before, ministry springing up here and there, and all of them, whether whatever the motivation is, that's none of our business. Like Paul said, the, that Jesus is being preached, the, the messenger will stand before God for whatever the motivation is, but the message is going out of Jesus, and the message must go out. Amen. But you know, uh, it's something, Mr. Phil, after a while, that you can just look in a you know, an experienced eye goes, no, them apples is still a little green for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for the sweeter stuff. I'm going to wait till it's, till it's fully ripe. That's what I got a taste for. You know, when you mature, you have a taste for maturity. You don't, you don't. You're just not satisfied with milk anymore. you got to have some meat. Amen. Well, let's look at this, what it takes. Oh, I want to read in Matthew both words I heard. You know, I believe that there are people listening to me today, perhaps here, or perhaps uh, out there somewhere that uh, 
I'm going to translate it for you. You know, there's been, you, you've been involved in some things where there's an immaturity. That's all it is. It's immaturity and impatience. We want to be it all, do it all, have it all. Too much, too soon, unwilling to go through a process and just make progress and grow up in God. And so, you know, you find out you've been eating green apples because you got a heartbreak. Not a bellyache, but a heartbreak over certain things that have happened in the church, outside of the church. Amen. But you know, it's just a matter of learning a lesson and growing up in God. Because God fully intended that we would all come to the full knowledge and understanding of Jesus. Not just knowing and understanding, uh, you know, Him, but the way He knows and understands. Amen? Till we all come to that. Now, just like in the family, you know, we don't expect out of our, uh, you know, 22 months old. I want to call them two because they've already entered the terribles. But, uh, and uh, the four-year-old soon to be five. Or 25, I think. Somewhere's around there. Oh, Lord, have a mercy. <laughs> We don't have the same expectation of them as we do someone who's had a, you know, should have a little longer. You know, little green apples just need to hang on, stay, stay with it, and stay at it long enough to become mature. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Well, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you're a healing God. You're helping God. And I declare you, your anointing is to heal the broken hearted. There are people that are listening today that have been broken hearted over, quote, the things of God. And Lord, it's immaturity and impatience and an unreal expectation. Lord, we thank you that uh, time doesn't heal, but over time you do. You, you take us the rest of the way through the process and you mature us and you help us to understand that patience must have a perfecting work, a growing up work, and that if we'll give place to that, that eventually we won't want for anything. We'll find that all things, even those things that broke our heart, those things that caused us to stumble, those things that cause us to be disillusioned in the name of Jesus fit perfectly into your wonderful plan because of your great heart and your hand. And we believe that we, it will serve the purpose of God. All things work together for good. It was for good, we'll be able to say, like Joseph, like David, like Daniel, like Moses, like all those who have gone before and believed you, God. And so we believe you right now. And I release healing in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, just if you believe it, receive it. Just take it. It's yours for the asking and the taking. Amen. All right, what it takes. Uh, Matthew, uh, um, 
accounting of this fourth chapter. It says, next Jesus was, and it's always about what's next, isn't it? Amen. Forget the things that are behind. You can't stack up your victories and live in the past. Are you listening? You certainly don't want to drag your defeats behind of you and and be dragging them down the road into the future. It holds you back, isn't that right? You know, Pastor Sandy and I were discussing, you know, looking at certain things. Said, well, how does that how does that help you? Does it does that discourage or dis uh, or encourage you? Amen. Does that build you up or tear you down? It, it, see, things in the rearview mirror can't be changed. The future can be changed. That's where change can happen is in the future. But you can't change the past. And if it doesn't encourage you, edify you, build you up, and let you loose and, and, and enthuse you and infuse you with the power of God, boy, forget it. Are you listening? Well, I can't forget it. You know, it's there in the rearview mirror. Turn the rearview mirror up. Look out the windshield. There's a bigger picture for your life than all that stuff you're dragging behind. That's for somebody today anyway. It says next. Oh, we always want to be involved in what God's going to do next. It's the next step, the next thing. It's the next problem that I'm going to get a promise for and I'm going to be stretched, not stressed, but stretched into believing God. Amen. I come down off of the mountaintop of 2020. Oh, brother, you mean 2020 was a mountaintop? Oh, yeah, honey, we pinnacled. We summited at the end of the year. We were more at the end of the year than we were at the beginning of the year. Well, how can you say that? I'm not talking just about naturally, but naturally as well, but certainly spiritually. My goodness, thank God we got to know God in a way that we never knew God before. God is not just the mountain, the, the mountain moving God. God is the valley growing fruitful God amen next Jesus was taken into the wild by the spirit for the test everybody say the test you see there comes the testing of our faith there is the test of our faith and you got to pass the test what do they do before they let you graduate you pass a series of tests there is the preparation before the promotion first the preparation then the promotion And there's a test in between. What's the test about? See if you really know it. See if you really... Why do you squeeze the toothpaste tube? See what come out. Why do you taste the soup? Find out what. If all that stuff you put in, is it any good? (laughs) It says the devil was ready to give it. Oh, the devil's always ready to give the test, isn't he? Does it... I thought we were talking about Jesus. I thought we were talking about God and his goodness. You know, the devil's part of the deal. Now, he ain't working for God, but remember, he says he's ready to give it. See, the devil wants to know, do you got, are you are who you think you are? Are you, do you have what you profess that you actually have? See, when, when he'd been looking all that time, he tried to kill Jesus when he was a baby. Get the seed, you'll never have to deal with the harvest. The devil still wants to kill babies. I know some people don't like that. But I'm going to tell you, we'll stand up in front of God one day. That'll probably be a part of the 30 minutes of weeping in heaven. Because we didn't care enough about certain things. We cared more about other things. Let's move right along. We say, well, that's just one thing. I'll tell you what now. If people are not important 
enough to us like they're important enough to God. What's more important to God than people? And I, you can't tell me, ask any mama in here, is that just a glob of tissue or is it a baby inside? Is a life inside of you? All of what is about the who, and if we don't get that priority straight, there'll be a prosperity that will always be withheld from you. You compromise that for something other, you'll get the other. You won't get the true treasure. And that brings God no pleasure. I can't believe you'd say that. Well, you know, I ain't backing up off of it. I don't have to and I'm not going to. I heard it from God. It's my personal conclusion and conviction. Well, that's your personal thing. Yeah, but I got it from Jesus. Okay? So that takes it out of the realm of any kind of arguing about it. That's just me. They tried that with Jesus. You're just Mary's son. You're just Joseph's kid. You're not just you. You're an ambassador for Jesus Christ. You are a kingdom child of God. You are here to be a manifestation and demonstration of the glory of God. You are here to represent him accurately and well. That's who you really are. You're not just you. Just or are you just you? Are you listening? With all the trappings of wealth and poor as a church mouth. Let's move forward. Next, it says, and the devil was ready to give it. Jesus prepared for the test. Are you prepared for the test? You want promotion, but will you do the preparation? See, you prepare. You're always preparing for the test. The test will always come. And the devil will always be ready to give it. Don't misunderstand. Sometimes we think, you know, uh, oh, oh, the devil's attacking me. Maybe it's a test to see where your faith is. Whether you, whether you, whether you actually believe what you say you believe. Wh- whether you actually are who you say you, who you are. Well, remember, he tried to kill him when he was a child. But, and he couldn't figure it out all those years till the baptism of John. And the heavens opened up and said, this is the son of God. The devil's a dodo bird. He don't know. He wouldn't know God with a red hat on. Unless God points it out. And so God pointed it out, and then he was ready to give the test. He says, if you are the Son of God. Are you listening? If you are God's Son. He didn't know he was God's Son. So he says, well, do this. Do this. It's always an outward sign. Remember the world's always looking for it. Don't be fooled by outward appearances. It's the heart. It's the heart. Amen? I said, it's the heart. Now look. Oh, it says this, speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. Isn't it interesting that the devil has a revelation that when, you, when God's, the proof of, of, one of uh, being a son of God, a child of God, the, God's son or daughter would be this, you speak the word and things turn. You speak the word and the works follow. The word works. The devil knows the word works. I wonder if the people of God know that the word works. Anyhow, Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. It, now, he quoted it. I didn't, I, I, he didn't read it to him. It was written on his heart. The law of God is to be written in your heart. 
It's not the letter of the law. And we get a lot of that. Dear God, oh, thank all the time that it took to be schooled by the law and to be brought up through that until you come to a place where you understand your sonship or your daughtership. Are you listening? Uh, and uh, we live by the Spirit of God. It's not just what's written, it's what's said out of what's written. It's what God is saying. So here's what he said. He quoted, he said, it takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. A steady stream of words from God's mouth. That's why we go to church. That's why we read our Bible. Are you listening? Because the word, this is the first test. I said, this is the first test. This is always the first test. Where are you in proximity and priority and practice of the word of God? And Jesus said, uh, you know, and I'll tell you, boy, it's easy to jump and run, ain't it? You know, Saturday morning I got up and, and, you know, had a big day on Friday. And I love my coffee first thing in the morning. I cannot function very well without my coffee first thing in the morning. I don't want to talk too long about me, but you can say amen or oh me. I don't know what your, you know, uh, what your think of, you know, what your magic potion of choice is. But for me, I got to have coffee. It's part of my routine and I'm a, I love routine and uh, caffeine. I love the routine of caffeine, and I got up. But I have. I'm farm boy. We had cows. I like like cream in mine. I don't like I like I like half and half. I don't want milk. I don't want not the powder stuff. You know. I mean, I have some things are a priority in life, and so I went and and there's you know. I mean, I squirted the little cows thing there, and and you know the cardboard and out came out just. I mean, just you know, it didn't help at all. And and uh, so I went out to the fridge and uh, other fridge and I looked in there and I knew Santa bought two but there was uh, I couldn't see it. You know when you do, if you don't have your coffee you cannot see properly in the morning. So I went in and I told Santa I said well forget about your fantasy morning. I'll tell you right now I got to go to the pig to get some milk to half and half because there ain't no coffee. So off I go, da-da-da-da-da, came back, and, you know, Kyle had looked in the fridge. He goes, Dad, didn't you see it in there? It was in a plastic bag in there. He said, you left it in a plastic bag. It was in, it was in there. And I said, no. And Sam goes, you just did the little man look, didn't you? <laughs> yes. So I wrote in my journal because I didn't have my coffee, I didn't have my word time, didn't have any of that, all that kind of stuff because I got started late, da-da-da-da-da. I mean, you know, uh, just... And so I wrote in my journal and said, you know, messed up morning. <laughs> now, for me, a messed up morning was I was not... I didn't place myself in the flow of the know of the steady stream. I have to have a steady stream. It takes a steady stream to live the kind of life that God wants for you. It takes a steady stream. Now, I'm talking to people that get up, blow and go. And the word is an afterthought. You squeeze it in. It's not before, it's after the fact. And you know you can change that. And now, you know, praise the Lord. You know, I mean, it wasn't a bad day. You know, I mean, we got some things done. Uh, 
you know, but it was more difficult than if it had just been refreshed and renewed and encouraged and infused and strengthened by the word of God beforehand. How many of you know if, if you miss the bus early in the morning, it just hurts your whole day? <clears throat> let's, let's move right along here. The steady stream flowing from God's mouth. You know, Genesis 1.28, you don't have to go there. But here's the principle. It says, and God, God created man, uh, male and female, he created them. It says, and God blessed them, saying... God blessed them and God said to them. See, how God's blessing comes into our life is that he is, is through what he says to us. The word of God. The word that God is speaking. Notice Jesus didn't say every word that's written in the Bible. He said a steady stream of words that are coming out of God's mouth. What God is saying. What God is saying, and God will always be saying out of what he has already said. But the blessing of God, how many of you want to operate in the blessing of God? It's possible for a Christian to operate in the curse. To still be operating in the curse when they've been translated into the kingdom of light. Are you listening? Still be operating in the dark and something. Still have more of the curse in their field than the, than the blessing of God. Now what's the key there? The, the key is uh, he blessed them saying be fruitful. All right. Be or become. It's a, it is a perpetual be and being. A becoming. Fruitful. More and more and more. For some of you that look like me. I know some of you dye your hair and stuff like that. Some of you, some of you don't have any hair left. But anyhow. Uh. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. For all of those that are out there, if you don't have any hair, you know the, the saying that says that, uh, you know, God only made a few perfect heads. The rest of me had to cover up with hair. Uh, that's probably true. Uh, that's probably some truth in that. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> I feel good. Yes, I do. <laughs> Y'all loosen up a little bit here. The fruitfulness is the process. We just think we're automatically just going to be, you know, there. Uh, uh, what I wanted to cap that uh, hairy head, bald head saying off with is this. It says, even in your old age, year after year, you'll, you'll be yielding more and more fruit. Sweeter fruit. Richer fruit. Living a sweeter life. A richer life. Blessed in all things and being a tremendous blessing. Amen. I remember a lot of folks that we prayed with over the years, uh, those that have been a little bit mature, and I say, now look here, you could go to heaven if you want to, but don't quit me now. Dear God, you just got where you know something. You're 60 years old. You just know something now. Now you can pray. You don't have to fluff around three weeks with your own troubles. You can cut right to the chase. God, I thank you by faith. I'm all good. But now this here right here needs to taken care of. And you've got enough sense and, and been with God long enough and know his ways that you can agree with him. Are you listening? For his kingdom to come and his righteousness to be revealed. His way, his will and his way to be done. His will, his way. Amen. Uh, and some stuff you just, you know, you, you, you and I know enough. This is too grand and, and too big for me. But God, you know the way. Hey, God, Lord, help them. You know exactly what you want to do, but help them. 
Amen. Rather than say, you know what, Jesus, I'll tell you, here's everything that's wrong with them. Here's all the things that are wrong with this situation. Well, wouldn't that be foolish, you and I standing up here looking at the underside of the tapestry and God looking at the big picture and the whole thing and the perfect thing that he's going to do and we're going to tell God what to do? It's helpless. Are you listening? As weak and as silly as we are, we're going to give instruction to God. Who's been wise enough to tell God, this is wisdom. Let's move right along. It's such a wonderful day today. Well, uh, no, being fruitful is a process. Fruitfulness is an ever-increasing, ever-maturing process in our life. Don't ever get to a place where you're self-satisfied. Only fools become self-satisfied. See? Where, oh, this is good enough. Like the man, the fool that said, well, this is good enough. I'll just build more barns and keep it all for myself. God says, that's not the purpose of it. It's never enough. Amen. There's never going to be enough people uh, in heaven for God. Are you listening? As long as there's a devil's hell. And it shouldn't be that way for us. So fruitfulness, applying ourselves, applying who God made us to be, what God has, has enabled and empowered us to do, your gifts, talents, and thing, our time, our energies, our resources, fruitfulness, doing what we do. Listen, not just for ourselves, but doing it for God and for others. Boy, that's a maximum life. Now listen, how we can listen back to where Jesus was. How you counter the curse is by the blessing. How you cancel out the curse words is by the blessing words. How you answer the devil that's asking you, are you who you say you are? Do you got what you say you got? Then and and listen, then biting the bait, then do this. Prove it. It's like I'm not to prove anything. I'm just going to be proven faithful to God and to true to his word. Because he's true to his word. Are you listening? And you're going to back up because I'm going to speak the blessing in the face of you, you, your cursing. Oh, there's power in that. Let's go over to Mark, the fourth chapter. And we're going to see this. Jesus talked about this. He said, this is how I do everything. Uh, this is how I do everything. Uh, in the kingdom of God. And that's the message, isn't it? That's the, that's the thing we're about, is the kingdom of God. Now, he's talking to people that... Uh, uh, I'm going to pick this paper up, guys, because I need my notes. Live TV. <clears throat> Thank God. Some of you never did watch the Ed Sullivan show, but things went wrong. <laughs> Amen, because it was live. <laughs> anyway. Uh, reality TV would be the modern version. Uh, Mark the fourth chapter. And remember, he, the context is he's talking to people that thought they had the kingdom, thought they knew what the kingdom was all about, how it was going to happen, all that kind of stuff. And then here comes Jesus, and Jesus will mess you up. Jesus will mess you up by straightening you up. The world is crooked. The world is contorted. The world is confused. And when Jesus comes, we just feel like he's messing up everything. No, honey, maybe he's straightening it all out. Maybe he's, maybe it's all upside down. He just turns it 
he just he just turns it right side up and we boy that's confusing to people amen see i don't know what to do without my drama i'm addicted to my trouble if we don't have a conversation about he said, she said, then I say, and you say, what do you say, and this and that and all that, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Who would we talk to except our gossip partner, I mean our prayer brother or sisters? Oh, I'm tempted to say something about the news media that, you know, their source of most ratings has gone away. <laughs> What you going to do now? Amen. It's interesting to see things, isn't it? Hallelujah. Well, who are you for? I'm for Jesus. I'm for the Jesus. Amen. Folk come and go, but Jesus stay the same. Praise the Lord. Well, let's talk about the preacher. Be careful of that. Just, you know, I just, you know, I, I hope you just be careful of that. I can speak out of experience. Just be careful. Of that. Well, you can say that you're a preacher. No, I've talked about preachers before. Be careful of that. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Have had to write letters to uh, preachers in my past, and I didn't know. But when I got in your shoes, whoo, now I know. Please forgive me for my own foolishness. Amen. Let's move right along. Paul said it right. He goes, oh, he says, who is Paul? What is Apollos? He said, it's God that gives increase. Get your eyes on him. He said, all we do is we're, we're just little, you know, we're gophers. We show up on a job and whatever God says go for, that's what we go for. Amen. We're just little workers. He's the boss. Amen. All right, so Jesus talked to him and he said, verse 9, he said, Are you listening to this really listening when they're off by themselves, those who are close to him along with 12, asked, this, asked about the story? See, see, if you're going to live close to God, it's not just enough to think you heard something and, and, and think that you know something about it. Go to the source and ask him to explain it further to you. Uh, you know, don't, don't get stuck in, you know, uh, uh, Worrying and fretting about you don't understand, he does. All you got to do is ask. See, but you got to get alone with him privately and he'll talk to you. So like he did there, he said, well, listen, he said, I tell these stories. He said, and for them, because of their, their condition, they got filters on their life. They think they know and they don't. He said, because if you think you know and you don't, what happens, he goes, is, is this. He goes, your eyes are open, but you don't see. Your ears are open, but you don't understand. There's a filter on there. There's a filter. There's a screen. All right? Because you got God all figured out. You got church all figured out. You got every preacher pegged. Are you listening? You got yourself positioned religiously. You got it all figured out. Are you hearing? He goes, then there are filters there. And he goes, here's the thing. He goes, then you, because you think you got it, you won't come and I can really give it to you. If you think you have something, you have no need of anything. So you don't have to come and let Jesus give you anything more. Remember, he's talking to people that had it all. They had the covenants. They had the, the, they, uh, the you know, they, uh, they had the patriarchs and the matriarchs. They have a history with God. Be careful that your history doesn't cancel out your future. Are you listening? All right. So he said, 
they, they avoid making an about face and getting forgiven. He continued, do you see how this story works? All my stories work this way. One translation says, if you don't understand this one, you won't understand any. And he goes, he goes, the farmer plants the word. The sower sows seed. God's word is a seed. It is the ultimate seed. But he said, this is how fruitfulness takes place in your life. This is how you, are, how you operate in the blessing. Be, become more fruitful. The farmer sows, he plants the seed. And he, and he unequivocally says, it is the word. The steady stream of God's word, the perpetual planting of God's word will be a steady stream of God's works. It will be an uninterrupted, perpetual growing and harvesting, uh, reaping harvest of the seeds that you're perpetually, uninterruptedly sowing. A steady stream of the word will bring a steady stream, are you listening, of God's works. It bears repeating again. The farmer knows this. Without the seed, there'll be no harvest. Without the word, there'll be no works of God. Now, he's talking to people that they were working hard, honey. They had 600 some odd, you know, laws about the Sabbath. You know, just don't do this, don't do that, do that, don't do the other. You know, I mean, they'd made it, they had built an elaborate cardboard house on a fault line. Are you listening? And called it good. It was all good. Jesus grew up in that. And I'll tell you, Jesus will challenge what you and I have grown up in, even in the church. Praise the Lord. And in culture. All right. My prayer today is that you see how this works. Because this is a year of doing, getting things done. This is a year where you take all that you think you, you know, all that you actually do have. No, you know. Uh, let's say the end result is let's have some watermelon in August. Oh, man, I can tell you all about watermelon. There's yellow watermelon, there's red meat watermelon, there's seedless watermelon, there's rattlesnake, uh, uh, you know, uh, lightning strike, uh, striped watermelon, there's these dark green moon-like uh, watermelon. I can tell you all about watermelon. Yeah, but can you... Can you grow one? I'm talking about we want to eat one. I just don't want to know about the watermelon. And I don't want to know all you know about the watermelon, little green apple. Can you get me a watermelon in August? Well, you know, now that's another story. No, they grow them down there in Florida. But you know, the gas prices are going up. It might cost more to get one out of Florida this year. It might be $10 watermelon. Might have a bad growing year down in Florida. Might need to grow you some. Can you tell me, have you ever grown any? No, but I've heard about it. And I'll tell you, you know, I've been to the church and I've seen it done. Folks come in there watermelon all the time. I'm hoping they'll give me some. You believe in watermelon, but you have to beg for watermelon because you don't know how to grow watermelon. Is that what you're saying? You're a beggar. Who's a, sti- who's a believer, but you can't grow nothing. Well, I believe God will work. 
you can turn the little thing there. John, follow me. I think about I might walk around on this one a little while. We're hitting home when we get down to watermelon and folk. Isn't that right? I love watermelon. Cold watermelon. Mm, in the summertime, ain't nothing like it. Somebody says there's no nutritional value. Who cares? <laughs> it's a cheap feel, but a wonderful thrill. Watermelon. Can you grow me some? Can you produce it? Not just prophesy it. Not just talk about it. Can you give me some? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness or His right way of doing things. How is the kingdom come? Words that produce works. Seed that produces a harvest. Word of God. Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's right here. I have the manifestation and demonstration of it. Now isn't that interesting? That the, Now listen. They, they again focused on the works. And Jesus was teaching about here's how you get there with the word. You get there with the word. <clears throat> It's important sometimes, like Pastor Sandy said, that we forget the basics. We forget the fundamentals. And boy, if 2020 did anything, it challenged the fundamentals, the foundations of your life. Shakes it all down to where it is. It's still the word. And the, and the, listen, and the reason you go to church is for the word. To hear the word. Amen. It's not for the platforms or the projects or the personalities. If it's that, that's all you get. That won't do you. Amen. I said that won't do you. You've got to have a personal, personal interaction with Jesus and with his word the way that he did things. It's the word of God. Amen. Now, I'll tell you what now. Uh, I bought some seeds one time from a reputable uh, Farm store. And they weren't worth a flip. I planted them, did everything he said, nothing came up. I thought the crows ate them. So I went out there, you know, put up a bunch of stuff. You know what I'm uh, saying? Because I saw where something had been packed. All it was was good for bird seed. It wouldn't grow a doggone thing. I bought them three times from the same source until I finally said, you know what, the seed ain't no good. The ground is good. I'm doing right by the seed. The birds and all that, I'm keeping them away. And that stuff just won't grow. The seed is sterile. There ain't no life in the seed. So I changed the source of the seed. Are you listening? Amen. Oh, sometimes little green apples and little children go together, don't they? Sometimes. Are you listening? See, there's a quality of seed. It's not just quantity. It's not just knowing about all these things. It's about what amount of word is working in your life that you have a manifestation and a demonstration, listen, of the kingdom of God. Righteousness. Amen. More things are going right than are going wrong. Amen. Even in the midst of wrong, it's getting turned around and things, you know, boy, we're looking for the good. Not focusing on the bad. We're speaking the blessing. Canceling out the curse. Because the curse comes, don't it? The curse is here. Are you listening? 
I did a pastor in the pasture. The briar's growing. Are you listening? The weeds are growing. But we got a lot less of them this year than we did because I've attacked them. They can't coexist with me. We want more of the blessing. Amen. But they both grow. They'll spring forth. Stuff's going to spring forth. The devil's ready to give the test. Whether you and I know it or not. Amen. It's time. Listen. The church has got to come back to church for the right reasons. And the right reason is the word. The word. And the word will produce in your life. Amen. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. The word will produce. Whatever word. The word of the curse or the word of the, uh, uh, the, you know, the, word of the blessing. Now he goes down through here and he says this. Now the farmer plants the word. We're working with words. People we're working with words because words work. Everybody works with words. Their words are working in their life. Your words are working in your life. Whatever seed we sow will grow and that's what we'll harvest. If you want to know if things are happening in people's lives, they're believing, they're, they're out of the abundance of the mouth, it speaks. And we're speaking blessing or cursing. And remember, remember this. James said this. He goes, boy, that ought not to be that both are coming out of the same little tongue. He goes, that tongue has the power of life and death in it. The power of life and death is in that tongue. That tongue is made specifically for one thing. It's not to lick lollipops, honey. It's speak words. Work with words. So he goes down through here. and I'm, Is this too much for you? We've been here too long. Is it too strong? You, you need to go away with something that will work for you? Amen. Just five more minutes and we'll be done. It says, well, some, some, some people are like the seed. And some are like the seed. And some are like the seed. And some are like the seed. So he likens us. Uh, really, what he's talking about, he goes, they're like the seed that fell in this kind of ground. There's three filters here. More filters. More filters. Not, not every soil is the, not every seed is the same quality of seed. Not every soil is the same quality of soil. That's why he said, be careful what you hear. Amen? You, you, you need stuff that's going to produce in your life. But he said, here's the thing. He goes, some, some people are like the seed that fell on, this is the kind of soil that they are, hard ground, hard hearted, hard headed, hard lining. Unchangeable, unteachable, un, uh, just, uh, un, you know, just unmovable. And he said, boy, the devil just loves that because he just comes, picks it off the ground. Easy pickings, easy pickings, you know. Oh, I don't believe that. <laughs> well, why'd you come to church if you didn't come to hear something that you could believe? Amen? You. Oh, down through, I could tell stories down through the years, but we don't have time to say that. But you know, you got to keep your heart open, got to keep your mind pliable. It needs to be renewed so there can be a transformation in our life. We need to come thinking, I haven't heard that before. Not how I'm going to hear like it now. I'm not the same I was when I heard that the last time. Hopefully. Amen. I got more, I got more of the out of my heart than in my mind than what I. Than what I don't want, so that I can have more of what I do want. I've made more room for God. I've more, I've got more willingness to be taught by God now than I did last week. Oh, honey, 
No, maybe last year. Oh, honey, last week. Yesterday. Yesterday. Amen. I'm going to bring more to the table than yesterday. Because yesterday, I told you, it was a messed up morning. Didn't have time for the word. Because my little routine got, didn't have no coffee. Ain't going to have no God. Moving right along. I'm the only one in here. Good preaching. Good for you. Amen. <clears throat> the next one was this. He says, somewhere like it falls in the gravel or it falls. And he goes, there's shallowness. They just live life on the surface. They've got 5,392 friends on Facebook, most of whom they've never seen face-to-face. They show a profile picture. Are you listening? Amen. And popularity is more important than any other thing in the world. But when the, but see, real friendship, isn't this true, Phil? Real friendship is when trouble comes. Friends stay or come running. Amen. Are you listening? Isn't that the truth? And really, real tight friends, just like Jesus, you know, there's going to be a few in your life that you can just be yourself with. Be just totally you because they can accept you, faults and all. Amen. Well, and the next one, he said, a little bit of trouble, you know. If it's too much trouble to come to church, there ain't no half and half for your coffee. Oh, well. And then the next one is shallowness. Yeah, next one is worldliness. The, the cares, the deceitfulness of riches, the cares, the worries, the stresses of life. You know, it says choke the word out. How many of you have ever had too much to do that God didn't have, you didn't have enough time for God in the morning? Don't raise your hand. Just look at your neighbor. I'm sure that's you. Amen. But again, we're talking, uh, we're, we're talking about fruitfulness here. We're talking about the priorities here. We're talking about thing, what it takes where that is concerned. Amen. If it's oh me, say oh me. If it's amen, say amen. Probably be a mixture of both where that's concerned in all of our lives. Wouldn't it be challenged? We're challenged this year to bring a greater measure to God. See, because if you don't bring a greater measure of seed, then you can't expect a greater measure of harvest. God will maximize what little bit of ground he can work with. But don't you want to gain some ground this year? Wouldn't you like to take a little bit more territory? Wouldn't you, like to be, wouldn't you like to be a little more heavily involved in the greater measures that you were created for because Jesus said greater things than these? Amen. Wouldn't, wouldn't you like that? So there are filters uh, that are there. And uh, then it says, but if the seed is planted in good earth, it represents those who hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. Good soil. Good lives. Uh, lives that are under steady cultivation and tillage that God can bring increase to. Now, the first three, hear it. Everybody gets the opportunity. We're the, you know, uh, God wants the word to be sown into uh, our lives, but there, and he wants to take more territory of you so he can use you in a greater way, he can do more in you and do more through you. Uh, but there were three of those things, uh, you know, hard-heartedness, shallowness, worldliness when I say worldliness it's just 
you know, more governed by the world than governed by God, that the kingdom of God being government of God. Uh, all three, 75% of interaction with the word in, in, uh, in the soil is, winds up with a zero. The word is heard, the word is sown, the word is received, but it doesn't produce. And even when it finds good ground, he says there's still a progression of prosperity in that. It's 30, 60, and then a hundredfold. Everybody who said, you know, oh, I'm going to get the hundredfold harvest. Well, you know, that's available. You know, there are qualifications for that. It's mentioned in the... Uh, it's mentioned in the Old Testament, Genesis 26. And it's mentioned in the New Testament where Jesus was talking to Peter, you know, giving up all for the gospel and all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, staying uh, in the land, planting in the face of harvest, obedience, staying in obedience to God. Those things, those qualify for you the 100%. But, you know, boy, I'll tell you, my, uh, you know, over the years, my 30% have been way better than 100% with the devil. Nothing with the, are you listening? Nothing, uh, nothing with the devil, 30% with God beats that every day. 100% of nothing, I'll take 30% with God. If I can just get a little bit of this working. You see, some of you sow $2 and God blesses you, you know, and you know, you, you got $25 shaved off your light bill or that. Don't give God glory for it and, and then complain to God that you gave him $2 and he ain't done nothing for you. Man, I, I, boy, we sowed seed. I started expecting. You know what I'm saying? We, we went to a restaurant the other day. Sandy had a little free coupon there and it was a, a thing for a, a whatchamacallit and something happened with the... Uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe not so clean utensils or stuff like that. So they took care of it. I mean, we walked in there and walked out for nothing but the tip. That was a blessing from God. I said, that was God's blessing. That was just a blessing. Amen. We thank God for that. Amen. I walked out of my uh, 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 house the other day, walked down. Uh, you know the thing, and, and one little bicycle was thrown this way, and one bicycle was thrown that way, and at the end of the thing, another bicycle was thrown that. And I said, God, it's been 30-something years since we had bicycles to step over. I said, thank you, Lord, for grandchildren. Thank you for little bicycles that represent little people that yell and holler and poop their pants and throw things away in the garbage, you know, and, 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 and do things. They do things. Amen. They do destructive things sometimes. But boy, laughter and joy and all of that. You know, I've lived long enough, hallelujah, to be rewarded. And, and I could, you know, pitch a fit over it. Well, pick this up. Do this. Do that. Or whatever. You know, I mean, you know the dog. The dog is a great discoverer of things that are unnecessary. A puppy will show you what you really did not need. What, you know, he will shred them and turn them into compost for you. Uh, I mean, all kinds of Thank God for everything. The Bible says in everything, thank God for everything. Hallelujah. Well, there's some things I'm not thankful for. Oh, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Amen. A live dog is better than a dead lion. I'm glad to be alive. Now, speaking of being alive, have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? Boy, I'll tell you, a, a, there's nothing that's better in this world than a person who is fully alive. And to be fully alive, Jesus said this, not just natural bread, not just a living, a life, 
Don't just have a living. Don't be fooled that it's all just here. Are you listening? You pile it up and then you unhitch from it when you cross because the U-Hauls don't go to heaven. So don't be fooled that it's all just about here and now and this life and all of the struggles and problems. He said, it is the word of God that stands firm forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but this word is what you and I are going to ride into eternity. You're going to land safely on the other side. And Jesus said, except you be born again. Except you be born again by the word, the incorruptible word of the living God, by the will of God, that you have a spiritual experience because you are a spirit and you will leave that body someday. And that needs to be settled and it can only be settled while you're in the body. What's going to happen for you when you're outside of that body? So I want to invite you today. Are you alive? Are you fully alive? Living a life where it's living? I can tell you, life with God's a lot better than life without God. And I asking God uh, and believing this. I I had a dream last night, and I won't uh, I won't elaborate. But I'm going to tell you what. Now I'm aiming. I'm shooting an arrow today. I'm fishing today. And I'm li- and even if listen you. You may be saying, oh, it's just little old me, my little old world, my little old deal. What did that mean to God? Everything. It meant everything to God. You mean everything to God. You're the reason Jesus came. He didn't want heaven without you. So Jesus came and brought heaven to you. He brought the offer. He brought the opportunity. You may say, well, I'm not high and mighty. I'm not, you know, well, I certainly am not at my highest place. But I'm going to tell you, God is a God of the valley. And it's in the valley that we need the blood the most. And, we, and you've been digging and digging and digging and trying and trying and trying to be good enough and coming up short every time. But I'm going to tell you what, let God do a miracle. Let God change you from the inside out. Let God give you the new heart. Where it's not the religious do's and don'ts. Or the rituals and all of that. The rigorous righteousness that the church says. And the world says. No it's just a reality of a relationship. I need Jesus. I need a God who is greater than all of my failures. God who is greater than all of my shortcomings and all of my sin. You know, Pastor Sandy said that when I heard the word that there was power in the name. You know what power that was? For there is no other name under heaven by which men may be saved. But the name of Jesus. Whom you killed, crucified, hung on a cross and put in a grave. But God raised him from the dead. And if you believe that all of those things happened. That he grabbed a hold of you in death and pulled you into life. He will be raised from spiritual death. From this natural life alone into a life. That God calls the high life. He'll lift your life. It'll be a new life. It'll be a greater life than you ever dreamed. 
imagined or thought possible. Let's pray this prayer together if you're ready. And I believe there are people listening and watching today. You're ready. You're ready. Seeds have been planted and God's watering them right now. And God's ready to give the increase. God needs you. God wants you. Yes, God needs you. You're just the kind. The one that says, how could God do anything with a life like mine? You're just the kind that qualifies. That's just the life that would give God the greatest glory because you know it will be God. It won't just be you. Father, in the name of Jesus, let's pray this prayer. Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Take control. Help me. Save me. Do for me what I can't do for myself. I've been helpless. It's been hopeless. But now I see you. I see your word. I see your heart. I need your hand. Change me, God. And I believe you are. I believe you have. I declare faith in Jesus. I'm his. He's mine. Jesus, you're my Lord. Devil, I'm done with you. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, the greatest thing that could ever happen has happened to you. I want to congratulate you, and I mean that sincerely. Please, please, let us help you. Uh, contact us. Let us know. Come by. Come to church. It's a new day. It's a new day, and it's time for a new way. Amen. Don't stay home. Come to church. Amen. I can go through the drive through window, but there's something about coming in the front door. And I'm thankful for all of the people that work so hard and all of the different flavors and favors that are out there. But I'm going to tell you what, now there ain't nothing like sitting down in your own house with your own family to a home-cooked meal. It's been labored over in love. And have fellowship there. I mean, nothing tastes, you know, some people say, ain't nothing tastes like mama's cooking. Well, that's true. But ain't, you know, there ain't nothing that tastes like Miss Sandy's cooking. It's not the same somewhere else. With someone else, amen. Because there's a lot, it means a lot more. There's more that happens than just food on a plate. Amen. Jesus said this, if any man hears my words and obeys them, he goes, me and my father, we'll come to your house. And we're coming for a home cook now. Don't, don't, don't order Chinese takeout now. Don't, 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 don't send off now. He said, we're coming for a sit down and a home cook and a happy time. A family time. Amen. There's no place like home. I'm telling you, we'd love to be a church home. You need a church home. I said, you need a church home. Don't be out there all by yourself. Sheep aren't made to be without a shepherd. Sheep aren't made to wander around in the wilderness. Are you listening? There's too many things that can happen. You're the sheep of his pasture. If you've been born again today, you need a church home. We'd love to be that for you. I'd love to be your pastor. I'll be at long distance as much as I, I can. But, you know, Jesus said this. Uh, uh, the good shepherd knows his sheep and he calls them by name. Let me know your name. 
You need to be someplace where they know your name. You need to be someplace where the pastor knows your name. Where the people know your name. And when God calls your name, they'll pray. Amen. They'll gather around. They'll come to your aid. They won't leave you off by yourself. All of those things. That's what church is. And it's that way because of the word of God. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Till the next time you hear me say this over and over again. I guess I'll keep saying it till I get it and you get it and we go down deeper in it. We are so very, very blessed. We have such an opportunity. God is saying so much and so many things in these the last days. And we can believe him and receive him and trust in him. Rely totally on him. And the Bible says, and enter into the rest that's reserved for the people of God. Blessed in that rest. Oh, we need to learn that. What does that mean? What's that going to look like? In my life, the rest is qualified by where you cease of your own labors of trying to be good enough, trying to do enough, trying to have enough to impress God or to save ourselves. But it is, it is entering into what God has done, what God's already set in front of us, what God has there waiting for us all along. And he said this, he prepares a table before us in the presence Of our enemies. And I know there are so many enemies today. Deception. Distraction. Disillusionment. But then there's God. Then there's God. And he's worked all these things out together for your good. And I'll tell you what. He works all week long. All that you do. All that I do. Everything we do. Every little thing. Pumping gas in your car. Shuffling papers at your desk. Assembling things on the assembly line. Hoeing in the dirt. Changing babies. Grocery shopping. All of those things. All lined together with the purpose of God. So that God, all of our collective faith together. That we come together and God spreads a table before us. And not only do we eat, but isn't it good in a large family? And I know for the, those of you that are, you know, those of you, and I'm not being unkind when I say this, but, I'm telling you, but those of you that missed out on having to share at a table. You know, we had always had a lot of folks around our firm table and things were served on platters. It was prepared and, you know, but when you sat down and took your place, you'd have to say, could you pass the peas, please? See, church is about passing the peas, please. It's about all the work on the farm that, that provided all of this wonderful spread, the blessing of God. It's when we sit down that we're, that we're sharing that we're caring and we're sharing with our brothers and sisters. And in this case, not just that, but, you know, giving to the media project, all of that is so that we can share with other people. God bless you again. It's a blessing for us to come to you. It's a blessing for us uh, that you would give us your time and your attention today. But until the next time. Remember, you are blessed, and so are we, and we're going to be at rest in that. Come see us.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.